Hello, brothers and sisters. Glad to be with you once again for a brand new week of teaching. We're going to talk about supermen and wonder women. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let your anointing and your spirit flow like rivers of living waters out of my mouth, springing up into everlasting life to give seed to me to sow and bread to the eater. Multiply my seed sown, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> We're going we're gonna to go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and let's start at verse 1. It says, now faith, or you can say now faith, or right now faith, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is a real substance. It is a substance of things that you want to obtain. Like if a person is sick, they want to obtain healing. If a person is broke, they want to obtain money. If a person is mentally unstable, they want to obtain stability, so forth. And so on. And faith is the way you get it. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ brings the thing desired into being. Faith in his words. In the book of Revelation, it called Jesus the word of God. In the latter chapters of uh, Revelation, it calls him the word of God. See, it is the evidence of things not seen. If a person is sick, they're not seeing healing but they're hoping for it. Faith is the thing that bring it into being. See, faith is how you get it. If a person is broke, they're hoping for money, but faith is the way you get it. Faith is the currency of the New Testament. Works was the currency of the Old Testament, but faith is the currency of the New Testament, faith in the blood of Jesus. Faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith in his name. Faith in all that he is. Faith. Faith in his words. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Verse 2, it says, for by it the elders obtain a good report. So it's telling you the way they got the good report was by faith. Faith caused them to have a good report. In a nutshell, faith is released by your confession. You have to hold fast to the confession of the word and don't change your mind. When you pray, if a person is sick and you prayed in the name of Jesus Christ and you don't see the healing in the natural, keep on confessing that you're healed. Don't, don't release out of your mouth that it didn't work. Don't release out of your mouth, well, I got to try another way. Don't release anything contrary to the word of God. For the word of God says, by his stripes you were healed. See, 1 Peter 2.24, it said, he bore your sins in his body on the tree, that you being dead to sin should be alive unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. You were healed. 
So when a person, see, this is how a lot of people fail to really get it. They're waiting before they see it to believe it. But see, once you prayed in the name of Jesus, it's done. If you don't see it in the natural, that don't mean it's not done. The only way the devil can steal it from you is if he can get you to confess contrary to what the word says. See, then you have a double confession. And a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's what the book of James, the first chapter, says. The little secret is, is the whole fast of your confession. See, the whole fast of your confession. Let's say a person believing for money, that they got money issues. You take the, you take the scripture out, I think it's Philippians 4, 4 and 11, somewhere along up in there, where it says, my God supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Or you can take a scripture out of Psalm 23, where it says, the Lord is my shepherd, and I do not want. And so while your bank account is screaming and, and foaming at the mouth and crying, I'm on zero, you hold fast to your confession. You say, I have the money. The money is here. The money is, is here. I have it. For it is written, my God. You, and you say it with a laughter. In the midst of, of, of alarming circumstances, in the midst of alarming uh, uh, um, things in the natural that is contrary to what you're saying. See, a person that has a, a terminal illness, so they think they have it. The Bible says you don't have it. It says he healed all your diseases in Psalms 103. He said he forgiven all your iniquities and he healed all your diseases. The Bible say you don't have it. I said the Bible say you don't have it. Now, I'm not against the physicians. Physicians, they're doing their job, they're, and they can treat most things. See? They, they can treat most things. But, see, what if you come across something they can't treat and, and the stuff they tried is not working? So then you got to go to this high realm of faith. You got to say to that disease, you're not my disease. God laid this disease on Jesus on the cross. It's not my disease. It's laid on Jesus. Therefore, in the name of Jesus Christ, I am healed. If I were healed, I am healed. And while your body is still ragging in pain, still having the physical effects, it is a lying symptom. While your bank account is screaming and boohooing and crying, it is a lying symptom. You say with faith, my God supplied all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I have given, and it is given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Men give into my bosom. Glory. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want for any good thing, for the Lord is my shepherd. Jesus became poor that I through his poverty might be rich. So money come in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, it might get worse sometime. Don't start saying, don't, do not never let it come out of your mouth. It's getting worse. I tried that and it didn't work. Never say that. Never say you tried the word and it didn't work. Never say, never say that because that's not true. Never say you did. See, you saying that is what making it not work. You have a double confession. Most of you have a double confession. 
you have to confess the word. Let the weak say I'm strong. See, that's in Joel, but Psalms 27 says, the Lord is the strength of your life. Hallelujah. The Lord is the strength of your life. The Lord is the strength of your life. Not See, not your natural strength. You have supernatural strength on the inside of you. See, by it, the elders obtain a good report. See, you are a superman. You are a wonder woman. See, Jesus did signs and wonders. See, that's why I call the men, your supermen, your women, your wonder women. You have world overcoming faith on the inside of you. You have the powerhouse on the inside of you. You have the glory of God on the inside of you. Jesus told you to heal the sick. He said, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You have the words of eternal life on the inside of you to help a family, to help a brother, to help a sister. You have the word of God on the inside of you. Hebrews 11, we have verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. See, you're from a different country. Like Superman, he was from Krypton and Wonder Woman, was from another place on Amazon. They have supernatural strength. See, you are a superman. You are a wonder woman. You are ordained to do signs and wonders. You are ordained to, to, to save them that are being oppressed by the citizens of this world because you're not from here. You're from another kingdom. You're from another world. You have supernatural powers. You have world overcoming faith on the inside of you. You have the name and the right to use the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because you are an ambassador. An ambassador is a person sent here from another country. That's you. That's you. You can do it. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, brothers and sisters. Hello, supermen. Hello, wonder women. You are anointed by the Lord Jesus Christ to work signs and wonders, to save them that are oppressed, to set up liberty them that are captive, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The ministry of Jesus Christ is on the inside of you. You have been made witnesses when the power, when the anointing, when the Holy Ghost came upon you. You have become born again when you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you had a witness on the inside of you. And God is telling you to be stirred up in your spirit, to go forth, to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely give for you, freely receive. Teach men and women of God. Teach the other supermen and the other wonder women. Train them how to operate in their strength. <clears throat> you know, when I was watching that movie Wonder Woman, she had to be trained. She had to be trained how to operate in her supernatural ability. Hallelujah. Superman went through a series of training, if you read the comic book, so forth and so on, to learn how to use that heat coming out of his eyes. You see, I, see now you got heat coming out of your hands to heal the sick. Hallelujah. He learned how to, you know, he first he started flying. He was flying all over the place. But he learned how to harness that great power that God had put on the inside of him. You know, I'm speaking uh, uh, par uh, parables here. But you see, Superman was from Krypton and Wonder Woman from another place with the Amazons. You got, you got two people, you know, superheroes that sent the same people that was, that was being oppressed by the citizens of this wicked world. Save people that's being harmed and hurt. To, to, to go and fly in there and, and, and get the people out of trouble. That's what God sent you to the earth to do. God knew you 
He knew your spirit before the foundation of the world. You was in God. He is the father of spirits. You was in the mind of God before the foundation of the world because he told Jeremiah. He said, Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and ordained you a prophet. He ain't the only one God knew before he was in the womb. He knew you also before you was in the womb because he is the father of spirits. He knew you from the beginning of time. God knew that you was going to come forth. And he has ordained you to walk in this anointing. He had ordained you to be a superman. He had ordained you. He had already ordained you to be a wonder woman. And you got to learn how to walk in your divine call. Part of what you do is you speak words of faith. Don't never speak negative. Don't never speak evil. Always see the best in people. Always declare the best. Always speak the best and cause their life to change because of your words. You, you can change people's lives by your words. You can use your words to take a person on drugs and prophesy them into deliverance. You can take a, take a person that's not very intelligent, a person that is sick, a per, person that is broke, and by your constant decreeing, by your constant prophesying, you can begin to remold that person if you'll be diligent. If you'll pick a person, take a person that's close, take a person that you know got problems and begin to prophesy them out of that, that particular situation by your decrees, by your prayers. Be a blessing to this generation. Be a superman. Be a wonder woman. Perform signs and wonders. See, God has ordained you to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It is the power of God on the inside of you that's doing the work. It is faith in the name of Jesus that is doing the work, but he needs somebody willing to do it. He needs somebody willing to pray in the name of Jesus. He would need somebody willing to declare. He needs somebody willing to preach, willing to teach. Are you a willing person? If you don't want to preach or teach, are you willing to pray? Are you willing to declare with a person and monitor that person and watch them go from the situation they was in to a new situation, and they don't even know you've been declaring over them? They don't even know you've been praying over them. And then you begin to see them be transformed because of your intercession. Oh, I hope somebody is getting this. You have the power on the inside of you to transform a life, but you got to be dedicated. You got to be diligent. You got to be a superman. You got to be a wonder woman. God has ordained you to work marvelous wonders. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, you've been ordained to be a powerhouse in the earth realm. For behold, he's given you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Glory. It is he that worketh in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. You are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before have ordained that you, have, that you shall walk therein. All these things I'm quoting in Scripture. See, you are the workmanship of God. You are ordained the good works. See, you got to begin to be, begin to put the name of Jesus Christ to practice. The works that you're going to do, you're going to change men's lives. You're going to save men's lives. You are a superman. You are a wonder woman. Women, you are ordained to do wonders. 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 He's a wonder to my soul. Oh, he's a wonder. See, you are ordained to do wonders. Glory, hallelujah. Men, you are ordained to do wonders, to do super things in the name of Jesus. Glory. He said, heal the sick. Raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely give because you freely receive. You have world overcoming faith on the inside of you. Greater is he that is in you 
than he that is in the world. Say that about seven times. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say it again. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say it again. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say it one more time. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say it again. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Now say it this way. Say, greater is Jesus on the inside of me than he that is in the world. Say this. Say, greater is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit on the inside of me than he that is in the world. Now, I know a lot of people like, they want to see a scripture when you preach. I done quoted a bunch of them, but let's go to it. Hebrews 11 and that verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, glory, and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Glory, hallelujah. Now, have anybody ever majored on this? By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. The Bible say the way Enoch was translated, it don't say God say, well, I'm going to translate Enoch. Oh, I made up my mind to translate it. No, it was some Enoch did that caused him to be translated. Enoch exercised his faith. I bet Enoch walked around. He had to say something because faith is always released by your saying. Enoch walked around and said, I shall not die, but I'll be translated. Glory, I refuse to die. I'll be translated. I'll be caught up to heaven. I know Adam sinned, and I know that uh, because he sinned that death have came to men, but not for me. Glory, I have a higher revelation than Adam. Glory, hallelujah, I believe God, and I'm being translated by faith. I shall not die, but I'm going to be caught up to God. He had that testimony. The Bible says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before he was translated, he had this testimony. See, testimony means to say something out of your mouth. He was saying out of his mouth, I please God. I please God. It said he had a testimony. Oh, I hope you hear me. He was saying something out of his mouth. Enoch got something that nobody else got. He got something that wasn't heard of. He got he was the first person to do this thing. The second person to do it was Elijah. The third person to do it was Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. People say, I don't believe in the rapture. Well, Enoch was rapture. Glory, hallelujah. Rapture simply means caught up. Enoch was caught up. How was he caught up? If you don't believe it, he believed it. He said, I don't believe it. He said, well, that's your problem. I believe it. Oh, he said, that's your problem. I, I believe it. He was. And he was translated. He was, tra because why? So if God can take a natural man and translate him, oh, my God. If you have the right testimony, you can make money come. If you have the right testimony, you can cause diseases and sickness to leave. Glory. Enoch didn't say one day, I'll be translated into Mars. He said, well, God might not want to do it. He didn't have a wavering faith. He held fast to his testimony. He said, I please the Lord. Hallelujah. So, I say to you, you don't have to have the faith of Enoch, but have a, a, a little lower level faith. Get those sicknesses out of your body. Get that money in, into the 
to your bank account by your faith. Got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, Wonder Women and Superman. Glad to be with you one more time to declare God's righteousness and truth and deliverance to you by faith to release his glory, to release his anointing. Glory to heal your bodies, to heal your finances, to heal your mind, to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. This day you're blessed. This day you're highly favored. This day you are more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. You know, the Lord has made you an ambassador. See, when you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became his representative in the earth. His spirit entered into your body when you confessed him as your Lord. That's the initial thing you get. And then after that, you ask him to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And that's when the power of God comes. He said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you in, in, in Acts, the first chapter, I believe, around the eighth verse. The disciples was already born again, but they had to receive that powerhouse, more anointing, more power on the inside of them. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. You shall ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Ask him to all that ask, receive it. That's what the word teaches. So when you ask him, believe that you receive it and you have it. Now, and you expect to speak with other tongues that the spirit of God give you the utterance. You can read about that in Acts 2 and 4. And when you get that prayer language, you pray in the spirit. Because in the book of Jude, it says, build yourself up on your most, most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost means praying in the spirit or praying in tongues. If you want more light on that, in the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about I pray with my understanding and I pray in the spirit. Uh, pray in other, other, other language or other tongues. And it's a supernatural gift. So in 2 Corinthians 5 and 20, it says, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. All of us. You have authority on the inside of you. God has put his approval on you when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, you have to acknowledge this. You know, you can only grow in this anointing, this power by acknowledging it. If you hear me say it and never say, well, thank you, Lord. I have been made an ambassador for Christ. I have power on the inside of me. If you don't never say that, you always have to depend on somebody else to pray. You always have to depend on somebody else to get you out of trouble. You always have to depend on somebody else, and God ain't going to tolerate that after a while. He's going to say, you put that big youngin down and let him walk. You put her down and let her walk. You take that ball and that pacifier day, mama, and let him eat some chicken. He's not going to tolerate you <clears throat> piggybacking on somebody else's faith. For your whole life. You'll allow it for a little while, but after a while, they're going to make you put that youngin' down. See, God don't want Christians to be deformed. <clears throat> See, because he know what he done put on the inside of you. 
My job is to tell you what you have on the inside of you. A lot of you have not realized that you have greatness on the inside of you, and that's what I'm coming to tell you. You have greatness on the inside of you. Say it. Say, I have greatness on the inside of me. Say, I'm an ambassador for Christ. All right, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be you reconciled to God. For he have made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Where is your righteousness coming from? Are you righteous because you don't wear makeup? Are you righteous because you don't watch the ball game? <clears throat> Are you righteous because you don't smoke or drink or chew or hang with them that do? I'm not telling you to do those things. You shouldn't be getting high and drunk and smoking and hanging with the world because you don't need to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So I'm not telling you to do those things. What I'm saying is the word don't say that's what make you righteous. It said that you may be made the righteousness of God in him. The only way, the only reason you're righteous is because you're in Christ. That's it. That alone. Now, you can stand without any condemnation. But when you're in Christ, there's no condemnation. Glory, hallelujah, because you're in Christ. And you have world overcoming faith on the inside of you. And you're well able. Glory, hallelujah, to lay hands on the sick and cause them to recover. You're well able to speak prophetically. You can believe God for a prophetic gift. Yes. Ask him for it if you want it and receive it by faith. <laughs> you know, when the pandemic hit or the pandemic. You know, my son was having all kind of visions and dreams and revelations. And he said it wasn't only him, my son Ezekiel, but he said it was a bunch of his friends. Why? Because God is pouring his prophetic anointing out on this generation. Man, he saw a lot of stuff. I ought to let him, I ought to let him get on here and tell you one day. But see, God is wanting to pour this anointing out on his people because he said it in his word, I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. One place in the book of Job, he said he spoke to you once and spoke to you twice, and you didn't hear him. So in visions and dreams of the night, he'll put instruction on the inside of you. So God is wanting to talk to you. He is wanting to communicate with you. <clears throat> but you have, a, you have to have a desire for it. See, you are a superman and a superwoman. With the prophetic anointing on the inside of you, you're able to see the future. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So God has put his anointing on the inside of you, but it has to be awakened. <clears throat> you know, some of your sons and daughters are speaking naturally right now, might have an athletic ability. Your daughter might be an excellent soccer player, right? But you've never, never let her play soccer. And then you say, well, I'm going to try out in soccer to give her something to do. And you find out that she's the best player on the team. But see, she had that ability the whole time. It just hadn't been harnessed. Power was already on the inside of that girl. See, a son might be the same way. He might be a world-class Olympic sprinter, but he only wanted to play the video game all the time. And one day you say, I'm going to make you run track. He run track, you find out he's an Olympic sprinter. And some of them are not like that. 
Some of them, you're trying to make an Olympic sprinter, but they have a mental capacity to be an Albert Einstein type. See, you have to find out where your gift is and harness that gift. And I ought to talk about that is in uh, Corinthians, the uh, 11th chapter or the 12th chapter, talk about spiritual gifts. It might be the 12th chapter. But what I'm saying is you have to begin to develop what's on the inside of you by confessing what God said over you. You have to begin to confess that I pray for the sick and they do recover. You have to begin to confess that I speak prophetically. Glory, hallelujah. I've asked God for the prophetic anointing. I have it, and my, and my words are prophetic. The words that I speak, they are prophetic. They are spirit, and they are life. And then to declare over people. Begin to, to, to just, whatever you feel in your inner man, declare that. See, the Lord speaks from your, from your gut, from your, into your inner man. World overcoming faith is on the inside of you. Do you know why God said in Revelation, why John noticed in Revelation that when God spoke, it sounded like many waters? You know what that means? That that represents <clears throat> he has people in all over every continent. See, it's many members in one body. When God speaks, it's like all of his people speaking. When God say he bore your, your uh, sins in his body on the tree, that means he did do that. He has bore your sins. You don't. You're not. You're not a sinner anymore. See, you're saved. That he said, you being dead to sin, you're dead to sin. Should live under righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. All his people are saying the same thing. They're saying you're healed. You're not sick. They're saying you're healed. They're healing the sick. We're supermen. You're wonder women. We do signs and wonders. We speak prophetically. That's who you are. I awaken it right now on the inside of you. May the fire of God begin to come out of your hands, those of you that have the healing anointing in you. You have different gifts. All of you have several. Oh, glory. I'm out of time. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be blessed. Hello, wonder women and supermen. I'm glad to be with you one more time. For you are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have a great one living on the inside of you. You've been born of an incorruptible seed. Heaven is your kingdom, is your home. You are spiritual beings from another kingdom living in this kingdom, bringing blessings, bringing healing and deliverance, and bringing prosperity to those that you come in contact with. Glory. And I bless you, and I decree blessings upon you, the blood of Jesus upon you. And, Father, I ask that every person that hears my voice would be stirred up in their inner man, to go forth and do exploits in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, the Lord is calling you out. He's calling you to be courageous. He's calling you to go pray for that person that the doctor said won't live. He's calling you to have the courage to tell that person what his word says, not what you think, not the opinion of others, but he's calling you to say what his word says. He's calling you to go to a person that's having financial trouble and give them the words of life and show them how to get out of that trouble. I tell you plain how to do it. You teach them to be a giver. You start them off elementary. You know, you know, um, elementary things was given to them that didn't know. I'll tell you something elementary. You know, give a tent to, to the church. 
You know, you, but you're not bound by that. You're not bound by that. But, you know, you could teach a person. You say, well, they ask you, they ask you, so what should I give? You say, well, just Abraham gave a tent. That was before the law. You say, well, give a tent and then say this. Say, Lord, I give, and it is given back to me. You you pull that out of Matthew when Jesus told told the disciples, told the people, give, and it shall be given back. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, men giving to my bosom. And as you teaching them how to give, you give them a seed. Saying, look, here, go fit it all to help you out with your with your light bill. So you teach them do demonstration also. Give them a seed, but tell them you should give. They, they say, I don't have enough money. If I give, I give a tenth of what I make, I can't pay my light bill. You say, I'll tell you what. If you give this tent, I'll pay your light bill. Do stuff like that. You teach them things by demonstration yourself. You can't do that with everybody. Be led by the Holy Ghost. That's just one example. I deal with everybody different. That's not a set way to do it. But what you're trying to do is you're teaching them to do something that you don't mind doing yourself or somebody that's sick. Don't be afraid to go over there and show them what the Bible says. Take take Psalms 103 where it says, God forgive it all their sins. If they bound and say, well, I've been such a bad person, reiterate to them. Say it a hundred times. God has forgiven that sin. Jesus paid for it on the cross. Make sure they know it. Make them make them confess it. Say, hey, say this. Say, I am forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ. Make them say it. See, they will not, the word of God will not have an effect on a person until you get them to say it. That's your challenge. You got to use your ability to get them to say it. You have great ability on the inside of you. You have to get the people to say what the word says. Then it's going to be a blessing. And after you get them to saying that they are forgiven, you get them to saying what the Bible say. See, you just listen to them. They're going to let you know that they don't believe the Bible. They're going to tell you, well, I know the Bible, but they're going to always have a but in there. See, the Bible, don't it don't say but. It says what it say. It says you was healed. It don't say, well, I know the Bible say that, but it don't say but. Well, but Derek, if I'm, I'm healed, I, I don't have faith. You do have faith. The Bible says you give it to every man to measure faith. Well, but it's easy for you. No, that's not true. Y'all just got to get you to stop saying what you're saying. Well, say, well, how can I say it and I feel bad? There you go. Now, see, now we didn't got down to what a problem is. You have to say what the word of God says even when you feel bad. You got, if you if you was broke, if you were so broke you can't pay attention, you still got to say what the word of God says, that my God supplied all my needs. When you say what the word says and don't look at your physical uh, circumstances, then you will cause what the word says to come into manifestation. First John uh, 5 and verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. What is your victory? How do you get the victory over sickness? How do you get the victor over poverty? How do you get the victor over spiritual death? How do you get the victory in your marriage? How do you get the victory over drugs? Is your faith. He is the Lord thy God that deliver you. A person bound by drugs, they need to know that Jesus has already delivered them. And they need to know it is written, 
Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. <clears throat> Don't never say I called on the name of the Lord, I wasn't delivered. You calling God a liar? You only say what he said. You say, I call upon the name of the Lord, Lord, and I thank you for delivering me. And while your friends stand there and say, well, Manny, you don't look delivered. You say it again. Say, I call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, and I am delivered. You say that forever. You say what God say. They say, well, you don't look here. You say, by his stripes, I am healed. I'm walking in divine health right now. I have it. I say, well, you sure don't look healed. You keep saying what God said. And don't waver in your faith, and you'll have it. I say you'll have it. You'll have what you say. If you have faith you as a size of a mustard seed, you would say, you would say, you would say, and you shall have. You shall have whatsoever you say it. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Verse 5, it says, Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. You are overcome. You have overcame this natural world because why? You are a superman. And you are a wonder woman. And you have overcame this natural world because you're not like the world. Glory. Your DNA has been infused with the DNA of Jesus. Your blood has been mingled with the blood of Jesus. Glory. When Jesus came into your spirit, he recreated you and he mingled his blood with your blood and you have become a new species. You are a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. And you have the ability to lord it over disease. You begin to tell the devil, you can't put that disease on me. You begin to tell the devil, you can't affect my finances. If he start affecting it, you, you simply say, no, nah, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus out of my finances. For I've given and it is given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, men given to my bosom. Lord, that's how you release your faith. You release your faith by declaring over your situations what the word of God has says in the name of Jesus Christ. For whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Let's drop down to verse 10. We have 1 John 5 and at verse 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. See, when you believe on Jesus Christ, you've got the powerhouse on the inside of you. You've got the spirit of God on the inside of you. He that believeth not God have made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. See, there's only one way to the Father. There's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to deliverance. There's only one way to salvation. And that's believing on Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hallelujah. Verse 11, it says, and this is the record that God have given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. See, you have eternal life. I'm not talking about in this natural realm. I'm talking about when you die, you got eternal life. When you die, you're not dead. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, when you're living, you're alive. When you live, when you believe on the son, son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. You remember one place that some are dead while they yet living. See, you got to be born again while you're living. And then you're going to continue to live when you die the natural uh, death. You're going to go and live in, in, uh, for eternity. Glory, because the life of God is on the inside of you. He that have the Son have life, and he that have not the Son of God have not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. That's Jesus. 
that you may know that you have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hello once again, brothers and sisters, supermen and wonder women. I'm glad to be with you. I'm glad to speak to you. I'm so glad you are my brother. I'm so glad you are my sister. I'm so glad we're in the family of God. I'm so glad I have eternal life. I'm so glad I have world overcoming faith on the inside of me. I'm so glad I'm going to say words today that's going to encourage you, that's going to stir you up, that's going to cause your faith to grow it exceedingly. I'm so glad today. I'm so glad. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this ministry. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I just give praise and glory to your name. I bless the United States of America. Glory. Let the uh, This is a Christian nation. But, Lord Jesus, baptize, Lord. Let, let the baptism of your spirit fall, Lord Jesus, upon all flesh in this country, Lord, them that you have ordained to eternal life. Let it be a grand awakening, Father. Let it be a grand awakening, Lord, in every community, Lord, in every city in this country, Father. Let it be a divine stirring, Father. Let the river of God fall upon this nation, Father. Let the river of God fall upon my neighborhood, fall upon the city of Mobile, Alabama, fall upon the state of Alabama. Let it be a river of God fall upon my church, Lord. Let visions and dreams and revelations, Lord, be upon them that are hearing my voice. I command your spirit to be stirred. I ask for, Lord, and I receive it by faith that every person that is hearing my voice, even within the next day or two, they're going to begin to have dreams, spiritual dreams. Revelations come to them, Father. Confirm it, Father. Let it be so, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you want this, Father. It is written in your word. You'll send your spirit upon all flesh and our sons and our daughters. I'm a son. You're a son. You're a daughter. Glory. You're going to prophesy. So, Father, pour it out, pour it out, pour it out like Moses said. He would have it that all God's people were prophets. Let it be so, Father, according to your divine will. Let it be so, Lord Jesus. I command every yoke that's hindering the flow of the spirit to be removed from around your spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and at the 13th verse. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. God took Abraham in the Old Covenant, as you already know, and made a race of people called the Jews. In the New Covenant, Jesus came first to the Jews, but he then expanded the ministry to anybody who would come. That's what Paul's ministry was about, letting the Gentiles be baptized into the Lord by one spirit. Paul, writing by inspiration, he's saying we are a new species of people. It's not just I'm black and I'm white, you Jew. And you... No, we're all one. We've been baptized into one body. Hallelujah. And we have been made all made to drink into one spirit. And that spirit is the Lord Jesus Christ. See, for the body is not one member, but many. Glory, hallelujah. Now, because we've been baptized into one spirit, that means that we are a really a new race. See, God made a new race with Abraham, so now he's made another new race. While the country is fighting and fussing and carrying on over, over this and that and the other, us, us new creation people, we're one. We have the mind of Christ. We are the modern, we are one body, we are one spirit. Hallelujah, and I'm so happy about it, and I'm so glad about it. 
Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. That the characteristics of this nation is that we're Christians. That's the overwhelming characteristic. I remember when I was in the Marine Corps, it was it was these Hispanic guys when I was at, at uh school of infantry in um Camp Geiger, the twenty eight day infantry thing. And anyway, uh, he, uh the guy Pinata, it was Pinata and Santos. One of them was dark skinned, one of them was light skinned, but both of them Hispanic from Mexico. And he had he said, Hey King, I was wondering, you know, we were drinking tequila. I was drinking tequila with these guys, right? They say, We were wondering in in America, you know, you black, you know, and you, you see how I'm dark and he he's a little lighter. We're just all Mexican. Why are we here? You know, you black and the other guy white. Do you not get along? I thought you all American. See, that's how they think. See, they hadn't been brainwashed by the devil and and politics of this country. You see what I'm saying? To separate, they only thing they know, hey, we identify as Mexican. Do you know all of us should just identify as Americans if we living in the country? Well, that goes, but on a higher realm, all of us should identify as Christians. We shouldn't be separated by nothing, no matter what you are. You are a Christian first. Glory. We are love children of a love God. But that ain't even my message. See, my message is that you're Superman and you're Wonder Woman, and this how God is going to use you. We're in the same chapter, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. And let's start at the fourth verse. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same law. You know what that means? You got Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Luther, whatever. Those are different administrations, but it's the same law, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I don't really care what you call yourself. Because if you believe on the, on the Lord Jesus Christ, you my brother or sister, I don't care if we disagree or not on doctrine. You might baptize one way, I might believe another way. I don't care. Glory, hallelujah. I'm not going to, I don't even like talking about it because it's what? It brings strife. You know, Paul, one place, he said, avoid foolish and unlearned questions because they gender strife. And we're trying to keep the bond of the spirit. So there's differences of administration, but the same law. And there are diversities of operations. You know, you're going to do something different at your church than we do at ours. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. Verse 7. Now, this is what we need in every church. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now, I want to I throw this in now just in case I can't get to it. Paul said the way you get these gifts, spiritual gifts, is having a desire for it. No other, see, don't make it complicated. Just stick with the word. You get it by wanting. You got your wife by wanting her. You had to go spit, spit that game. You had to talk to her, communicate to her, tell her how beautiful she was, write her some poetry or some stuff. You know what I mean? And so, women, you fix yourself up, had your hair looking good, you know, looking good to make yourself attractive. That's how it works. And that's how it goes. So you have to have a desire for one another. If you had a desire for her, and she didn't have a desire for you, it wouldn't work, and vice versa. Well, the way you get the spiritual gifts is to have a desire for it, right? When a people strong, I'm trying, it got to be a strong desire. You got to be really wanted. You got to want it, and God will give it. Hallelujah. Glory. 
Verse 8, it says, for one is given by the Spirit, the word of wisdom. Jesus is made unto you wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit. It's not a different Spirit. It's by the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost. The Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. That particular sentence Verse 9 is what I normally operate in. Glory. And sometimes in verse 10, to another, the working of miracles. Those three is normally where I operate in mainly. Now, see, some of you are going to have different gifts. Some of you are going to have a word of wisdom. Some of you are going to have a word of knowledge. Sometimes that will operate in me, the word of knowledge or whatever, and wisdom, sometimes. Glory, you have the ability for all these to work in you, you know, however. But you can be strong in one of them. Uh, and and, and uh, major in one over the other, and can operate in any of them. But one of them can operate in you on a on a common, natural basis. Just like Jesus flowed in the Spirit naturally, the Spirit of God is not coming and going. It's resident within your body. In you dwell the Lord. Glory, hallelujah. The Lord is on the inside of you. Verse 10, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy. Prophecy is predicting the future, telling what's going to happen. To another discerning of spirits. Some people can look at people and see different spirits or angels or whatever around them. To another diverse kinds of tongues. I speak in tongues. And to another the interpretation of tongues. But all of these work at that one in the self-same spirit, divine to every man severally as he will. Now what you do is, you just stir up the gifts of God that is in you. Now, you don't have to have the gifts of healing to pray healing on people. You just lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now, all of these gifts can operate in any one of you at any given time. But you've got to want them, you've got to do it, and you've got to edify the people. Be blessed. I'll talk to you in two weeks.